Welcome to It's Your Business Lead It podcast. It's your business. Lead it. You need to deliver performance to your organization now. To do this, you need to ensure process efficiency, product quality, and employee engagement. What happens when you don't have this? Underperformance. If you're tired of getting excuses and not results, if you're tired of mediocre employees talking to me in game, but not backing it up with action, you're in the right place. My name is Ron Hurst, a leader with over 30 years of real world operational experience backed by the best of engineering and developmental psychology. And my goal is simple. I want to help you achieve the performance your business is capable of. Welcome to It's Your Business Leader podcast. In this cast, goal support, the nuts and bolts of achievement. It's right around this time, early 2023, where we start to get into resolution fatigue. Like maybe, maybe you've made it a couple of days, but now the weight loss goal, the workout goal, your muscles are hurting, your stomach is growling, and you're like, oh, I want to cheat a little bit. It seems to me that resolutions are just a hashtag stupid thing. And it's really not the right way to think about achievement. Often when we think about resolutions, what we're really doing is we have these these lofty intentions, but they're not backed up with any kind of tangible action. I think goal setting is a much better way to go. And I think that the idea of a resolution is silly. The, the value in the resolution is in the declaration. The value in the goal is in the achievement. And which do you want? Do you want the intention or do you want the achievement? So this idea of goals and December 31st and resolutions, I mean, to me, this all kind of melds together in a funny way. I mean, after all, why is December 31st the end of the year anyway? Why isn't it July 31st or May the 15th? It's just some arbitrary way of defining an endpoint. And what's really powerful is that endpoints have a way of motivating us to achieve something. So in some ways, having an endpoint is good. It is relatively arbitrary, I suppose, but having an endpoint is good. So let's take advantage of it. And as you enter into this new year, what is it you want to achieve? What is it you intend to create? Now, I'm going to give you a perfect little example of how I go after goals, is every year I set a goal for how much I'm going to read and how much I'm going to cycle. And every year for the last 10 years, I've watched my cycling total increase steadily. And by the way, every year for 10 years, I've exceeded the goal. And this year, I actually set a goal to ride 4,800 miles, 400 miles a month. And I went 5,170. Now, do I want a Scooby snack for that? No, I'm just telling you, I'm the kind of person that likes to set goals, hard goals, and then go after them day after day after day after day. And because that's my makeup, my my personality, goal setting to me is really critical. Now, not everybody is me, but the, here's the good news. I've thought through a lot on how to set goals and how to make them effective because my my role as a coach and trainer is to help you achieve your success. I mean, I'm good. I, I'm going to achieve success one way or the other, but I want you to be successful. That really turns me on and excites me. So this cast probably going to be a little bit short because what I really want to talk to you about 
is a simple statement that the likelihood of goal achievement is directly dependent on two factors. The first factor is how you design the goal in the first place. The second factor is the level to which you automate the goal-making process or the goal-achievement process. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about a computerized system of automation there, so bear that in mind. We're going to talk about ways of making the process automatic. Okay, first of all, we're going to start with design, though. The first thing you need to know whenever you set a goal is one of the things that separates a goal from a resolution is the specificity. I highly recommend the acronym SMART. S stands for specific, hence specificity. M stands for measurable. A stands for achievable. R stands for relevant. And T stands for time-bound. So anytime you set a goal, we want to make it specific enough that you know when it's achieved because it's clear. Next, you want to make it measurable. And sometimes we have to come up with proxy measures. And that might mean that, you know, if you were trying to, well, like, let's say you're an alcoholic and you're trying to give up drinking, you might want to track the number of days sober you were or the number of meetings you attend as a proxy for what you're doing. So sometimes the goal has to be indirect, but the more direct it is around the behaviors that are needed in order for you to achieve the outcome, the better. So S, specific. M, measurable. A, achievable. There's some really interesting research that I read once about achievable goals, and it went something like this. An impossible goal demotivates pretty much everybody, except for low performers, because they figure, hey, Nobody's going to achieve it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. The other thing is, incredibly simple goals will also demotivate high performers because there's no challenge in them. What we need to understand is that a goal should be moderately difficult, moderately difficult, but achievable. So we want to make it hard enough that we've got a stretch for it, hard enough that maybe we're not even exactly sure how to achieve it, but not so hard that you don't have any motivation to get there. So let's make sure that your goals are achievable. Next, relevant. And you never, 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 never take the A and the R apart because you can have an achievable goal that doesn't really add any value. It's not relevant to your life. If a goal isn't relevant, I can pretty much guarantee you that you will not be overly motivated to achieve it. And if you're not motivated to achieve it, then... You're probably not going to go very far in staying with the goal and being tenacious when things aren't going your way. The goal has to be relevant. You have to know why you want it and what benefit it's bringing you. So make sure the goal is relevant. Finally, time bound. We talked about this one at the beginning of the cast. I mean, December 31st is this arbitrary deadline that defines one year from the next. Deadlines have a way of motivating us. When we know we have 30 days left, on something, we might be a little more motivated. If we know we only have two days left, we can be highly motivated, especially if we believe it's going to take us several days to get to the end. So make sure that your goals have a deadline. So just to recap, we want a specific goal that has a measurable outcome that's difficult, maybe even more difficult than you think you can achieve, but not so much that it takes away your motivation. Make sure it's highly relevant that you know why you want it 
And then finally, it has a deadline that you're going to pursue. And if you do that, I think you'll find that goals have more power. Yeah. In our next cast, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to connect your own goals to those of the organization. You know, obviously we want to have professional goals and personal goals, but we got to got to really be thoughtful about how we make the connection between those two. So we'll cover that later. But for now, let's make sure that when you des- when you design a goal that it is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time-bound. Now let's talk about automation because this is really what I wanted to get into on this cast. There are two main ways to automate a goal that I highly recommend. The first is around the habit building process. And I've done a lot of, of reading and research on habit formation in the human, human mind. And there are certain things. There's a great book by Charles Duhigg called The Power of Habit. And I'll put that in the show notes if you care to read it. But the idea that Duhigg talks about is that many of us think that habits are just about the repeated behaviors that are repeated so often they become second nature and we no longer think about it. And while that is true, that is a portion of the goal process, what that misses is the fact that there's almost always a trigger which leads us into the repeated behavior. And if we can understand the trigger, now we've got a little more control over the, over the habit-making process. And there's also a reward, a reason or a benefit that we get when we engage in a repeated behavior that is the reason why we're doing it in the first place. Now, if you want to change a habit, you can do one of three things. You can go cold turkey and resist the repeated behavior. And that is a recipe for disaster. Anybody who's ever tried to give up something that they're mildly addicted to can tell you how hard that is. But there's a couple of other ways we can think about this. If we avoid the trigger, that leads to the repeated behavior, it's far easier to avoid the habit. So for instance, if you have a habit of eating sweets and desserts late at night when your willpower is low, how about you don't have sweets in your house? By removing the trigger, you remove the repeated behavior. And the reward in that particular case is a healthier outcome for your body and your life. So we can do trigger modification by removing them or otherwise modifying them to make sure that the repeated behavior isn't enacted. The other thing we can do is we can overwrite an old habit with a better habit. And what you want to do here is you come up with a trigger, something that happens on a regular basis that you can associate with a repeated behavior. Then if you can find the right trigger, find the right repeated behavior that you want to do, then give yourself a reward when you do it. Even something, just a little happy dance or a, you know, a woo, woo, whatever it is that just gives you a little pop of adrenaline or a little pop of, of endorphins, the feel-good chemicals in your brain so that you reinforce that loop. And you can overwrite a bad habit with a good habit. And what's this got to do with anything? Well, guess what goals are? Goals, especially longer-term goals, are about disciplined behavior, in specific patterns that achieve a set outcome. And honestly, one of the most powerful ways to automate the goal achievement process is to set up some habits that allow you to move into the behaviors and actions that achieve the goals. Now, I'll give you a perfect example of this. Every morning when I get up 
after I get my coffee and walk my dog, one of the first things I do is I sit in my chair and I will listen to a series of podcasts that I listen to every day and I will write my goals for the day. Why do I do this? Because I want to make sure that the goals that I'm working on that day are the first thing that I'm thinking about as I enter into my workday. Now, do I get distracted by other tasks and other crises? Of course I do. But because I have the presence of mind and I've written those really core goals, then things I need to achieve that day, I do it first thing in the, mo- in the morning when my mind is just waking up. It sets it deep into my conscious and subconscious that this is the most important thing. And more often than not, I get to the end of the day and I've achieved all of those things. So forming the habit of going through a morning routine where I set and write down my goals really transforms my ability to get them done. Another habit that I've developed relates to this, and this is another level of automation related to habits, and that is to track them visibly. I have a whiteboard in my office, and I have a cycling goal. So every time I get back from cycling, the first thing I do after I get off of my bike and take off my my biking gear is I walk into my office, I walk to my whiteboard, and I add the miles that I did today to my monthly total. And as the year progresses, I start keeping statistics, which month was best and and how many more miles do I need to do this month? And am I behind? What do I need to do? How do I make it up? It becomes this inner dialogue that is actually really powerful for me because it's this ongoing conversation and celebration of what I've achieved or motivation to get to the celebration. Because I track it on a regular basis, it has the power to drive me to achieve. And because I write the number every time I come in the house, it's really amazing. When I get distracted, every now and again, somebody will call me or my wife needs me to do something and I I get distracted from writing the number. I'll spend the next three hours or however long it is. I got to get that number on the board. I got to get that number on the board. And you might go, that sounds a little OCD, Ron, but actually it isn't. It's powerful because it's an important goal to me. It's an important goal for my health. It's an important goal for my personal development. And I want to track it. I want to hit the number and I want to celebrate late December when I achieve a ridiculously hard goal. So the first aspect of automation is making sure that you start to hack your body's ability to build the right habits and you build habits into your day that allow you to move toward goal achievement. The next habit that I highly recommend comes from a great book, and I'll put the, the name in the show notes so you can you can find it if you want to read it. It's called The 12-Week Year. And this book, this one and another book called Measure What Matters. Measure What Matters is more about objectives and key results for larger organizations. Great book, by the way. But between the two of them, they have a focus on 90-day sprints. And if you think about it, if you do nine times four, what do you get? 360. It sounds a whole lot like a year. So you can actually do four sprints per year and set your goal up in 90-day increments. And you can literally achieve far more because you're not setting one-year goals, you're setting quarter-year goals. I find it to be incredibly powerful. And using this model of tracking on a daily basis my 90-day outcomes, I find that it leads me toward achievement even better. And 
There are a number of different journals that you can use to track 90-day goals. I prefer one called the Phoenix Journal that I use every day. And again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can find it if you're interested. But the point is, create a level of personal automation that allows you the habits of mind and the behaviors that will move you toward goal achievement. If you do these things, if you set goals up to be achievable in the first place because they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, and then you use some habit automation and some some quarter-year, 90-day sprints, I think you're going to find what I have found is that achievement of goals can be almost expected when you have a good design and a good level of automation. All right. And our who does what by when. I want you to share one smart goal in our mentoring leaders group on LinkedIn. Tell us what you want to achieve this year, either in your professional setting or uh, you can look at it from a technical basis, an interpersonal basis, a strategic basis, or maybe even the psychology of habit formation. One thing that you want to achieve this year and how you're going to go about it. I would love to see that in our mentoring leaders group and we'll see you on the next cast. Hey everyone, it's Ron again. Just wanted to let you know, I'm so excited to share something I've wanted to do for quite some time. I think you by now you know that I'm really big into the how of being an effective leader. We need to be able to learn the tools and to practice them, to bring them to life. I'm creating a series of eBooks that are all about how, and the first one on how to delegate effectively is out on the Developing Leaders website. So if you go to the resources tab on developingleadersinc.com, you can find it there. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Really excited about this and love it if you check it out. Thanks. Now you have your action items. I'm excited to hear from you on how what you learned today works for you. Be sure to connect with me at www.developingleadersinc.com and brief us on how the action items work for you. If you need immediate support, schedule a strategy call with me and let's build a plan together on how to get you the results you need. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next episode, get out there and lead your business.